The Productive Woman, Episode 36. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me once again. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to stay productive when your world is conspiring against you. You'll find links and information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 36. This episode is brought to you by Doodle, an online scheduling service that simplifies scheduling meetings of two or more people. Check out Doodle's great features by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. We often talk about productivity in the context of, of when things are firing on all cylinders and we're just on fire and everything's blowing and going, and it's a great feeling. But what happens when things fall apart or life is beating up on you and you've lost your motivation, you've lost all ability to focus? What happens when, for, for any number of reasons, you get up in the morning and look at your schedule or your to-do list and you think, I just can't even. Sometimes life throws us a curve. What do we do then? I'm kind of in that circumstance right now, struggling in some cases to do even the things I love to do. I've got a number of things to deal with, some personal and professional and and family crises. And, And honestly, it makes it hard sometimes for me to focus and get things done. And so as I worked through some questions about all of this for myself, I thought, you know, I'm just going to share this with the listeners of The Productive Woman. And I I, want to give these with a caveat. These are not recommendations of an expert. These are just the things that I've thought of to help myself deal with my current situation. I thought maybe if if you're in a tough situation right now, maybe these will help you too. And And honestly, I'm hoping that maybe you can offer some suggestions that I haven't thought of. And if you do, I would love it if you would share those in the comments below the show notes for this episode or email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. So what am I talking about? You know, what what can cause us to be in that sort of I just can't even uh, mode? It can be any number of things, you know, it's just life not cooperating. It might be an illness in yourself or or somebody else important to you. It might be a a major life change, like a new baby or a new job or a a move to a place that, uh, you know, either you are or are not excited to be in. It could be a failure of some sort or or a loss or, or grief that you're dealing with. It might be a family crisis or depression. You know, there, there are so many different things that can happen where it, it just kind of sends us reeling and, and life just seems to not be cooperating with, with us and with the things we want to do. So, so what can we do to be productive when our world is falling apart? And those are the questions that I've been asking 
And these are some thoughts that I had. The first one is to redefine productivity. Now, I know the world, and especially the productivity world, defines productivity in terms of how much stuff we get done, how many things we cross off our to-do list, and how many accomplishments we can put up on, on you know, the, the scoreboard or whatever. But as I think about it and, 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 and have been thinking about it over the last several months even, I think that even in the best of times, I, I reject that definition. Productivity, as I think of it, is something very different from checking things off a to-do list. It's about making the best of our time and our lives. It's about contributing the most to the world around us and building the best and strongest relationships with the people who are important to us. It's about making a life that matters, however we define that individually, and it's different for every one of us. And that's in the best of times. And frankly, in the worst of times, maybe productivity has to be defined in how well, in how gracefully, how full of grace we get through the day, maintaining a positive attitude and being a positive influence on the people around us. So for me, the first step in in being productive when life is not cooperating, when things are going wrong, or when we're struggling for whatever reason, is to redefine what we mean by productivity and keeping that, that new definition in mind. The second thing I thought of is uh, that at, in these crisis times, we need to reevaluate what's necessary. You know, there, there's good reason for all of us to be more selective rather than more inclusive about the things we do, the, the stuff we, we own, the obligations and commitments we undertake. And we've talked about that in a, a recent previous episode. But when the world is falling apart around you, when things are challenging you to your core, then it's really time to take a cold, hard look at everything in our lives and just cut to the bone. Cut projects, cut commitments, cut people who contribute to the problem and are not willing to be part of the solution. Just do only what you absolutely must do and let everything wait until the crisis has passed. There was a quote I read on Twitter today from author Julie Morgenstern, and she's written some books on productivity or on on organization and time management that I really like. And the quote that she tweeted out was, stress is when your gut says no and your mouth says yes. Think about that in a, if you're in a, a time of crisis or just a time of difficulty or, you know, where you, you're not able to accomplish all the things you want to. Uh, remember that stress is added to our lives when we ignore our instincts and say yes to things that maybe we should be saying no to. Uh, the next thing I thought of that uh, helps me in times of, of difficulty or challenge or however we want to define or describe it is to clear the decks. Clutter, both physical and mental, can be draining and distracting. And when you're struggling anyway, struggling to maintain focus, struggling to maintain motivation, whatever, it becomes even more important in those times to create a sort of zen space for yourself. 
but you probably don't have time to sort and purge and, and, and all those sorts of things. So in terms of physical clutter, you know, just get a big box and put everything that's not immediately needed or maybe beautiful, you know, it, that makes you happy to look at it. Put everything else in a box, mark it with the date and put it in a closet. You're not throwing stuff away, but you're clearing off your workspace or your, you know, wherever you are that there's clutter that is contributing to a, a sense of, of overwhelm or, or distraction or whatever. You're not throwing it away. You're just putting it all in a box and putting it out of sight so that you've got a clear, clean, non-distracting and peaceful place to live and work or whatever. If you need something, you can go get it out of the box because you know where it is. But for now, you've removed that visual clutter that's distracting you and adding maybe unconsciously to the stress level that you're dealing with. As for mental clutter, it's time to clear the decks there. Get a big piece of paper or, you know, if you'd rather work on, on computer, open, open a new file and write down everything that's bothering you or distracting you or worrying you. Just everything. Get it all out of your head onto this piece of paper. Look at it and, and then say to yourself, for now, this is not mine. And then put that paper away. You've put it somewhere, you know, don't throw it away. Put it in a drawer where you know you can go to it later when things have calmed down or you have more motivation and more energy to deal with it. Uh, but you are making a choice to put those things away for now. And it goes back to that reevaluating what's necessary and only doing what you absolutely must do, only dealing with what those things you absolutely must deal with and putting everything aside and giving yourself permission to put those things aside for now. The next thing that came to mind as I was thinking about this is, is get help. And it, this can take a lot of different forms. If you're, if you're struggling or you're sad or you're you know, stressed out or whatever, reach out to the, that trusted few or even just one or two people who will come alongside you and provide moral support and maybe some practical support as well, depending on what the situation is. Um, so find that friend or two, that person or two that you can trust with, uh, with your honest feelings and ask them to help encourage you. Uh, you may, it, depending on what the situation is, you may need to get medical or therapeutic or spiritual help. If, if that's what you need, find it, get it. Uh, if, you need, if you just need someone to talk to and you honestly, it, you honestly can't look around your life and find anybody, whether it's a, a, a friend or a doctor or, or, or a therapist or counselor or, or spiritual advisor, you know, I, there, there, there must be somebody. And if there really isn't anybody, then, then call me, email me at info at the productive com, and I'll listen. And maybe together we can figure out a resource that's closer to home for you. Um, but that's a kind of help that you can seek. 
And, and if it's, if you need to, if you're able to hire some help to do some of the projects or tasks that you just can't face right now, if they need to be done, maybe for a while you need to hire an assistant, uh, with your, if it's a professional crisis you're going through, or, you know, you've got huge projects that you need some help with, uh, get, get a temporary assistant to help you with those. Or, or maybe if you just can't face, um, you know, cleaning house, but things are really falling apart there, hire a, a, a cleaning service to come in just a, a one-time deal and, and clean things up for you. But get some help, whatever the help is that you, you need in this situation, whether it's a, a friend or a confidant that you can talk to or professional help or, you know, temporary hired help, that's uh, becomes a necessary and an important thing to do when you're going through a, a difficult time like this. The next thing that came to mind for me as I was thinking through this is to give yourself a break. And I mean this both literally and figuratively. Um, stress and illness and, and all those sorts of things are hard on the body and on the mind and on the soul. We need sleep. And if, if, if because of whatever's going on in life, we're not sleeping well, we at least need rest. And so give yourself permission to get that rest, rest, um, physically and literally take a, take a break. But even more than that literal break in the form of rest, I think you need to give yourself a break in the sense of, of in, in sort of the figurative sense by lowering your standards. You know, we're, we're all high achievers and want to accomplish a lot of things, but sometimes when life is hard and there are things going on that are challenging you physically and, and emotionally and every other way, you need to, it's okay to lower our standards for a while. Sometimes for a period of time, instead of trying to do everything perfectly and get everything done and take care of everything, um, we need to give ourselves permission to just do the minimum necessary to get through the day. And that's okay for a while. It really is. And I'm, I'm telling myself that as much as I am you. And, and to let yourself off the hook and, and, Tell yourself and acknowledge that you are not responsible for making everything right, for fixing every problem, for making everybody happy. So, you know, again, that's part of giving, give yourself a break and also give yourself credit for the things that you're doing right. And you are doing things right. There are, even if it's just that you're making an effort to get out of bed in the morning. And sometimes that's a huge challenge for some of, some of us when we're going through some difficult times. And so, you know, give yourself that break. The next thing that I thought of was to feed your soul. You know, what nourishes you? What give, brings you peace and, and uh, makes you feel better and stronger inside? Is it music? Is it poetry? Inspirational quotes? Scripture? Prayer or meditation? Maybe it's fresh flowers on the kitchen counter or a walk outside or, or a ride on your horse. Maybe it's just a perfect cup of tea. What is it that builds you up and feeds your insides. Figure out what that is and make some time for it. The next thing I, that uh, I thought of for this was 
to retrain your thinking. And this is one that I have to work on a lot. Um, and it's, you know, focus on the positive. And I'm not saying that we need to pretend the negative doesn't exist or ignore our feelings. I think that when life is hard, when we're tired or stressed or overwhelmed, we need to acknowledge our feelings, whatever they are. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe what we need sometimes is to go somewhere safe and just throw a fit, you know, yell and cry if that's what we need. It's those things are our emotions and our feelings are real and they are valid and they're okay. And we need to have a safe place to feel those things and, and express ourselves and, and acknowledge that sometimes life sucks. Sometimes situations just stink and, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that and acknowledging that and, and letting ourselves feel whatever it is we're feeling. But I also do believe that in any situation, no matter how hard, how sucky it is, there is always something to be grateful for. Even if it's just, you know, I'm still alive. I haven't died yet. This may feel like it's going to kill me, but I, for the moment, I'm still alive. I, I, you know, I heard somebody say once, and I remind myself of this sometimes, every day above ground is a good one. And so we, some of us, and I, you know, I've said this before, partly it's by my training as a lawyer, partly I guess maybe it's just my, my nature. I always see what could go wrong or what's going wrong or what could be better. But, and so I have to train myself on purpose to focus on the positive, but it really does make a difference in how we get through the day. If we can discipline ourselves, you know, like I said, take that moment, cry it out, whatever, but then turn our thoughts to the positive, look for uh, the positive, even in the worst situation. And one way of doing that, I read this great article just recently uh, that I wanted to share, and I'll put a link for this in the show notes. And again, those are at theproductivewoman.com slash 36. And there was this article that I read online called 10 Questions to Ask Yourself to stay positive when facing difficulties. And there's so much good in there that I encourage you to, to go to the show notes and click on that link and read the whole article. But some of the questions that the author suggests that you ask when, when you're trying to deal with something that's a challenge or, uh, is, what, what about this situation is in my control? And look at it realistically. What, what, what is in my control right now in my life? And on the other hand, what's not in my control? And let those things go. Give your, you know, be honest and, and realistic. And this goes back to, you know, give yourself a break. You can't control everything. And so let those things go. A question that he, he had, uh, I think it was a he, um, is what is the most important thing I can do right now? And maybe that's take a nap. Maybe that's make a phone call. Maybe that's... Um, you know, journal for a while, but, but what a great question to ask yourself. Uh, and another one is, am I taking care of myself? And this goes back to some of the other things I've talked about in this, you know, already. And, 
what are my choices? I loved this. I really stopped and thought about this as I was reading through the article because we always have choices. Now, they may have consequences we don't like, but we always have choices. And so as you're dealing with a difficult situation and trying to train yourself to be positive, you can take back some, some personal power, so to speak, by sitting down and writing out, what are the options here? What are my choices? What could I do in this situation? And just brainstorm and write down everything you can think of, realistic, unrealistic, good, bad, ugly, whatever, and look at those things and realize, if nothing else, you know what, I do have some choices here. I might not like uh, the consequences if I pick, you know, A, B, or C, but D might work for me. But just knowing that we have choices can make such a huge difference. And the other thing is when you're in the middle of, a, of something um, that's throwing you for a loop or wearing you out or whatever, and you're getting worried or stressed about it, the, a question that, he, that the author suggested in this article is, will this thing, whatever it is I'm worrying about, will this matter five years from now? And maybe it will. And in that case, you're going to deal with it a little differently. But maybe, in fact, it won't. So those are, you know, that's all part of the, the, the step or the, the approach of retraining our thinking to, to kind of take, um, take control to a certain extent of how we're feeling about whatever challenge we're dealing with and, f and turning our mind to focus on the positive, the things we can do about it, the lessons we can learn from it, and the ways that we can become a better person. I'm not trying to be Pollyanna about things. Life is hard sometimes, and, and sometimes it's hard to get motivated, but there are things we can do to become more productive or stay productive, even in the midst of, uh, of life's difficulties and life's challenges. And I hope um, that some of these things that I'm thinking about and trying to put into practice in my own life at this stage of my life will be helpful. But but what did I miss? Um, what uh, you know? What are when when what sorts of things challenge your pro productivity? And what are your tips or your your tactics for getting past it? Or or just for just getting through the day until things get better. I would love it if you would share your thoughts by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 36 and scrolling down to the comments section. Or as always, you can, uh, if you want to have a conversation with me about this without it being public, you can always email things to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I think previously in the episode I've said info, but it's feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or you can leave a voice message to me by going to theproductivewoman.com and click on the button up there. Um, a couple of things before we wrap up. If you if you find The Productive Woman helpful or uh, or, you know, if you're enjoying it, I would really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me if you would consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes or on Stitcher. That not only helps give me feedback that I need in order to make this show better and more useful to you, but it also makes it more 
uh, helps it become more visible and helps other people find it. So you can uh, find links to subscribe or rate and review in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 36, or you can simply go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that'll take you right to where you can um, write a little review and, and let me have your feedback. I'd like to thank a couple of people who've provided some feedback and encouragement recently. Um, Jamie at Yellow Barn Media uh, left a message on Facebook saying, I wanted to hop over today and tell you thank you for always encouraging productivity. Thinking back and remembering your wise words keeps me motivated. Thank you so much for that, Jamie. And uh, Lisa Hackler Edwards also left a post on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. And she said, uh, part of what she said was, I just discovered your podcast and I've been binge listening and I love it. You're doing a great job and very informative and down to earth. Um, thanks again for your podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Lisa. Those, those words of encouragement mean a lot to me. Before we wrap up, I do want to share a few quick words and say thank you to our sponsor for this episode, Doodle. And if you ever have to schedule a meeting with a group of people, you know how frustrating and time-consuming that process can be. You've, if you're doing it by email or texting or something where you send down a group message and then people respond and what works, f and you've got to try and keep track of, well, this day works for that person, but not these two and, and all that. Doodle is an online scheduling service that solves that problem. It makes it easy to schedule a meeting with one or more people. I'm one of over 24 million people who use Doodle each month to save time and schedule events, such as guests on this show. You can be one of those people, too. Registration isn't required, so getting started is very simple. To schedule a meeting, you simply select some possible dates and times by clicking on a kind of a calendar grid, and then you enter the emails of the people that you want to participate in this meeting and it sends off a little invite to them that they can click on a link and come back and and, and and very quickly click on which of the options work for them then you can go back and with one quick look you'll see everybody's availability and be able to make a final decision that satisfies the whole group doodle can be used to schedule things like business meetings holiday parties family reunions, uh, even just dinner with friends. The basic scheduling service is free. They also offer a pr free personal scheduling profile called Meet Me. Premium Doodle is available starting at only $39 a year, which is really a bargain for what it does. It offer And that premium service offers business users all kinds of additional features such as calendar integration, automatic reminders, a lot more. You can get started for free by visiting Doodle at their website. Be sure to check out their iPhone and Android apps. And, um, you know, what can I say? Scheduling doesn't have to be a pain. You can make it a simple and enjoyable experience with Doodle. And you can learn more and get started by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And thank you so much to Doodle for supporting The Productive Woman. One last thank you also to those of you who voted for The Productive Woman and the other Noodle Mix Network finalists in the podcast awards. 
Voting is closed. We will learn in a couple of weeks who the winners are when they announce them at a a ceremony that will be live streamed on the internet uh, later this month. That is in April 2015. There's a link in the show notes for this episode if you want to watch the awards presentations live on that date. So you can find that again at theproductivewoman.com slash 36. That, I think, my friends, is the, uh, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope there was something in it that was helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you. I'd love to hear from you uh, with your thoughts and suggestions and, and input. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.